Hi, everyone. Welcome back for another blissful episode of Encouragement Daily's podcast show. And I am your host, Timothy Bell. Thanks for joining in this week for episode 114. And this week's message is love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. Hi, everyone. Welcome. Welcome. Thank you for joining us for another blissful and encouraging message. Uh, This week is blissful for many reasons. Uh, One, most, most of all, most of all, we have another day of life. Blessed with you, Father God. Uh, And we're able to welcome this day in with life in our bodies to be among the living. Amen. That that is opportunity for change. That's opportunity to make ourselves better, to to partake of the things that God has desired and put in place for us to partake of, to further our process of being molded and shaped into that of what he has created us to be. My God. So it's always a blissful thing to wake up and be among the living and to have life in our bodies, because with life, there's opportunity. Amen. So once again, thank you. Welcome to the show. Uh, I'm very grateful to be before you again, once again this week. Uh, You know, so much encouragement, so much encouragement, you know, throughout the week, uh, lean number to today. Uh, the devotional messages that I post out uh, every day on uh, my social media platforms, as well as those that I send out to people individually. Just the encouragement in those messages has been a blessing for me leading up into this day. And each and every message that I do, each and every blog post that I do is encouraging. It's encouraging. But this week has really been encouraging for um, it's, it's just so many different things, you know, to see things take place and see people doing things that has been placed on their hearts to do. And taking up those things and walking with it. And doing so with a prideness, not not in boasting of yourself, but a pride of knowing that, hey, God chose me for this. This is what I was created for. And, you know, there's, you know, they say that you, you hear a lot of people, a lot of speakers, a lot of encouragement speakers, and motivational speakers, uh, a lot of business influencers, uh, entrepreneurs there say, you know, do what you feel good doing. You know, whatever it is that you feel good doing, whatever it is that you're happy with doing, that most likely nine out of ten is going to be what you're going to be in business for. Well, people of God, it's not that much different when it comes to your gift and what God has called you to do. Because, see, God has laid upon you something blessful, something that is not for anyone else. It's specifically for you. And even though we look at different ministries and we'll say, okay, well, you know, they're knowing it, they're apostolic, you know. Yes. Oh, well, you know, they seem to be flowing in the same anointing that I'm flowing in. Okay, yeah, they they're anointed. They're flowing. But just because their ministry seemed to be in the same flowing of that which your ministry is, make no mistake, people of God. You still have separate ministerial territories. 
See, what God has called you to do in your ministry walk is not the same as what that person has been called to do in their ministry walk. And you may say, well, bro, how is that? How, 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 how is that so? If you got two ministries, two churches that have the same vision that they want to, you know, see manifest in the community, how can you say that's separate? Well, it is. There's nothing wrong with two churches getting together, or for that fact, a number of churches getting together to do something in, in a community, to see something in a community get manifested for the community. There's nothing wrong with that. That's what we should be doing as, as the body of Christ. But what I'm talking about is a lot more deeper than that. It's, it's, it's what God has called you to do, the, the assignment that he has laid on. And part of that assignment, yes, it's going to have to be where you're going to have to work with someone else. Uh, you, you, you may have to partner with another ministry. Uh, you may have to work coincide with another ministry. Uh, you may have to seek the help of another ministry. But that doesn't mean that you begin to start walking in that ministry's territory. Amen. You have your own ministerial territory. Your preacher or your pastor or your bishop or apostle can't go and start preaching like, you know, your sister church or like your, 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 your partner church over here because they're not the same. Y'all may have come together and partnered. Y'all may even be part of the same covenant. But what you teach what that pastor teach, what that, that, that bishop or that apostle teach in his or her church is what God has called or laid upon them to teach as part of their assignment. He or she cannot deviate from that to try to go in, coincide with what another church does unless God has talked to them and showed them that it is so. Well, you say, well, Brother Tim, you know, well, my bishop, he, uh, my apostle, or my, my pastor, you know, he's, you know, he's teaching on something that, you know, and like I just said, unless God has touched on them to do so. You see, stepping outside of that of your ministerial territory without God telling you, without God showing you, Without God directing you. That's disobedience. And I know you can say, well, brother, how can you speak on that? You know, da, 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 da. listen, I'm not pointing no fingers at nobody. I'm not calling no names. And I'm not, this is not to criticize nobody. I'm just simply saying that you have your gift bestowed unto you. And with that gift is an assignment. Now they go hand in hand. And with that, God has given you a territory. God has given you uh, a, a vision. And in that vision, there's certain things that you are to do to bring forth and so that vision can manifest, so that assignment can be completed. It's like being in school. You can't sit there and look on somebody else's paper to complete your assignment, even though we all at some point in time have done that. 
and most likely nine out of ten we've gotten bad grades why because that person's had the wrong answers or that person's answers may not have not been wrong but that person's answers were not complete and a teacher can look and see and he or she within a school year has got to know you to know that that's not your answer <laughs> It's the same way God can look at it and say, no, that's not what I laid upon you to do. Don't be looking at what this person's doing. I have given you a vision, and this is how the vision should be carried out. So, people of God, mm. when given something, when bestows, when something is bestowed upon you by God, such as gift that he has given unto you. Be joyous in that gift because it's the gift that he's given unto you, the assignment that he's called for you to carry out and use that gift to carry out is most likely something that you enjoy doing. And you can say, well, you know, there's times you know you get tired of ministry. And I ain't never said you did. I, I Listen, I will be the first one to say, yes, I have gotten tired. Of ministry, I have been tired, <laughs> tired, <laughs> amen. But it's something that I enjoy doing. When I was ministry leader over the sound and media, I enjoyed that because I enjoy music, I enjoy sound, I enjoy working with technology, working with things that that bring forth music. Because growing up, you know. Uh, as a little boy and as a teenager, I got into music. I got into tinkering with different things, you know, with different audio equipment and different, you know, technology like that. Amen. I I, I got into uh, breaking something down and seeing how it works and, and learning how to put it back together. You know, taking this uh, device and this component and putting it together and making a sound system and, and, and seeing how it sounds and saying, well, you know, that don't sound quite right. Let me move this. Let me move that. Let me tickle that. Let me twist that. So, brothers, I love that. Now, I didn't too much, you know, I wasn't too crazy about some of the things that came along with that, you know, being a ministry leader over that ministry. But the the the, the, the joy of music. The love of music, the, the, the blessings of the sound and the smoothness and the soothness of that of music that ministers to your soul and brings that comfort into your heart. Brothers and sisters, there's nothing like it. So I enjoyed it. And now what I'm doing now, sitting here bringing forth content to you, encouraging you. I enjoy that. It's tedious at times, yes. And there are some moments when I'd be like, oh God, oh, another day. Because to do devotionals, to do a blog every day, that's seven days a week. <laughs> 30, 31 days a month, 12 months a year. People of God. God will bless something upon you. The gift that he instills in you. The vision that he calls you to carry out. Will be tied to what he has created. And who he has created in you. To the point that where you will love 
what you do. You may not care so much about what goes along with it, but it itself, you'll love it. You'll enjoy it. And it's the same thing with business. You get into business. Seek out something that you love doing. And most likely that's what that's that's for you. Man, you see people get into crafting. You get you see people get in, 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 in into restaurants, you know, and I, I I love to cook love to cook. I like to cook. Most of the majority of my jobs I've had have been cooking jobs. And I love to cook, but I don't like some of the tedious hours and it's long standing on your feet and bending over and all stooping down and, you know, reaching and, you know, and dealing with customers and guests and stuff. I may not care too much about that sometimes. And some of the tedious tasks that go along with it, but I love cooking. I love the feel that I get, the experience of cooking, the knowledge of it, learning it. Well, brothers and sisters, ministry is pretty much the same. Now, that's not our message today. That's not the message today. But uh, if you've been listening in for a while, you notice that, you know, in opening up the show, I always bring forth some encouragement to you. I always speak something to you. And what I speak to you is what's laid on my heart at that time. And like I said, you know, we're we're. We're dealing in a time when we really need to pay attention to what it is that we're called to do. Because moving forward from this day forth, it's going to be very important that we know what it is that we're called to do. That we know the gift associated with it. That we have an understanding of that we're utilizing, we're walking in that gift along with, you know, with what we're called to do, that it coincides with what we're called. We're using that gift to carry out our assignments so that the vision given unto us by God can be manifested. Now, I'm not saying it's going to be easy. I'm not saying that it's going to be all smooth and, you know, you're just going to sit back and put it on cruise and just, no, I'm not saying that. It's going to be some moments. It's going to be some times you're going to want to throw in the towel. There's going to be some people that's going to frustrate you, that's going to really get to you. But people of God, men and women of God, I say to you, don't let that bother you. Take time to yourself. Take time with you and God and just sit and talk, meditate, relax. Allow yourself to relax. Allow yourself to clear your mind, to repurify your heart. Because see, my God, thank you, Jesus. That's just like the filter on a car. You got your air filter, your oil filter, and then you have, you know, some cars have a transmission filter. Uh, some cars have a, a, a what they call a compartment filter, which is the filter that filters the air coming into the uh, inside of the vehicle. You must clean those areas. You must change those filters and clean out that compartment each time you replace that filter. If you don't, it's going to build up with a whole bunch of stuff and, you know, you, you won't get the proper air into the engine that you need or you're going to get a whole bunch of dirt and God knows what else. Uh, same thing with your transmission. You know, it may get all clogged and all, all up. 
you'll also do the same thing. Um, your 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 compartment on the inside, you know, get uh, you know, I did my 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 end compartment uh and filter a while back, you know, a few months back, and it just was on my mind. You know what? Change it. I, I didn't even think that I had one, but I, I you know I started doing some research on the vehicle that I was that I have. And, you know, looking at the different things to do to keep the maintenance up, keeping everything on. And then it, I see it says something about compartment filter. I said compartment filter. And I started researching on that and found out that I had an in-house filter for the inside of that vehicle to filter the air. And so I said, well, you know, let me look into that. That thing costs about 14 bucks. 14, 15, 16 bucks. Okay. Um, <laughs> but I say this to you people. It may cost some money, but it's worth it. When I remove that cover off that compartment and pull that filter out, oh my God, <laughs> the gunk, <laughs> the buildup of God knows what that was on that filter. I mean, that almost got me sick to my stomach. I was like, my God. Can you imagine breathing in whatever that is releasing? So people of God, it's the same thing when it comes to your lives. You allow your mind and your spirit to get so clogged and so congested, so clogged up with the things that you encounter in life. And you're not taking any time to purify yourselves. You're not taking any time to to release, to change your spiritual filters. You must take time to meditate. You must take time to be before God, you know, in, 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 in prayer. And not just in prayer, but just take some time just to sit. You know, get somewhere quiet and just, just sit. You know, get your, your favorite music like listen to. You know, I like listening to Dapper Tees. You know, and, you know, he play. you know, he has really smooth and Settling piano music, and I just I fell in love with it. You know, he sits there and he just plays all different songs on the piano, and it's very soothing. You just sit there and just relax and just clear your thoughts. You know, allow yourself to 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 release the things that have taken place. I tell you now, people of God, that's a blessful thing for meditation. To clear yourself and reset yourself to deal with the things that you're that you're going to encounter along your journey, you know, uh, that deals with you carrying out your calling, your assignment. So as we go forth, what we're talking about today, what I'm bringing forth in the message today, it touches on that. You know, the title, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. There's going to be some people that are going to, they're going to be your, become your enemies. They're going to be people who you thought were friends, were close, they were loved ones. You thought were your closest family member. And then they're going to surprise you one day. And you're going to find out that they're your worst enemy. Oh, my God. But as disciples of Christ, we are to love everyone. No matter what, no matter how. The things that they do to us, the, same, the things that they say, 
And it's not easy. We're, we're flesh. But within this fleshly vessel is a spiritual being. We are reborn unto Christ. The light of Christ is in us. The spirit of Christ. So as disciples of Christ, we should carry ourselves as Christ. Now, that's hard to do in the flesh. Because the flesh wants what the flesh wants. When it wants it, how it wants it. Amen? So we must Take those times to meditate. We must take those times to release ourselves. We must reset ourselves. We must cleanse our, our, our filters. Just like you change the filter. Like I was just saying oh, just a few minutes ago. Like you change out the air filter. You change out the oil filter. You change out the compartment filter. All these filters you change out. You clean out the compartments. And you replace it with a new filter. You have to do the same thing. Do that of the journey, journey of your life. You must repent yourself each and every moment that you have an opportunity. Because the things that you're going to encounter, if you keep allowing yourself to get bogged down with these things, what are you digesting? What are you taking in hmm. from all these contaminated things that you're dealing with? People of God, our message today, love your enemies and pray. For those who persecute you. Blessed be Father God. And as we go into prayer. People of God. Keep your minds open. Keep your hearts open. To be receiving of what God has for you. You know. We should not be judging. Because in judging. You're judging. You're setting yourself up to be judged. In the same manner. Which you judge that person. Or persons. So. If you want to be judged right. If you want to be seen right, be mindful in your thoughts, not just in your words. Mindful in your heart. Amen? Blessed be, O Father God. Heavenly Father, thank you for blessing unto me another day. Thank you for giving me another opportunity to be a servant unto your kingdom. Thank you, Father God, for that. You see me worthy to be a messenger of your word and bring forth the encouragement from that of your I thank you for allowing me to discern the encouragement in your word so that I can bring forth that encouragement unto your people, to my brothers and my sisters. Heavenly Father, thou knoweth everything that is on my heart. Thou knoweth my thoughts before they become part of that, that wander around in my mind. Thou knoweth my heart and all that will be manifested from it before it even comes unto me. Heavenly Father, as I pray, as I take this time and I take this moment to petition unto your throne, Lord, I pray for my brothers and my sisters that are fellowshipping with me in this journey in discipleship unto Christ for glory unto you. The things that we face, the things that we will endure, as we carry our assignment, as we work to evolve, to be manifested into that which you have created and who you have created us to be. I pray that we can keep our focus in you. I pray that no matter what takes place, what happens, who comes forth, 
that we're not distracted, we're not put on a deterrent. We do not take a detour in any kind of way. I thank you, Father God, for the, the trails that we follow, Father God, be that which you have led us. I thank you, Father God, for the journey that we take up in each day's travel. Father God, is a blessed journey. And I thank you for the provisional blessings that are there for us along the way, helping us in the right moment, at the right time with all the right things. And Heavenly Father, may we stay attentive, mindful, focused, so that we can see these provisional blessings in the midst of our storms, in the midst of the attacks by the enemy. And Father, as the message is brought forth today, and the contents of the message concerning love your enemies and love those who persecute us, I pray that we can continue to have love. The love that is that of our Lord and Savior Christ Jesus. For I know that in our flesh, that is all. Practically impossible. But through that of our Lord and Savior Christ Jesus, it is possible. So I pray that my brothers and sisters are able to love one another. Love the enemies with the love of Christ. And through Christ that we can fellowship with them. And we can do what is needed to complete our assignments. Thus, being upright before you, pleasing unto you. And fulfilling our life's purpose. But the things that are taking place in the world today, Heavenly Father, more than ever, we need to stay focused. More than ever, we need to be together as one in the body of Christ. We know that nobody's perfect, and I know we like to use that phrase so much, but it is true. We've done so much and we did so many things that are sinful before we gave our life unto our Lord and Savior Jesus, before we open ourselves up and release everything unto you, Heavenly Father. But even in doing so, we, we face many challenges. We go through many trials and, and many errors, oh Father God, do we create. Mistakes take place and we, we try hard to learn from those mistakes and not, not revisit them again. We come before you and we repent and we repent and we repent and we repent. It is a blessing to have such a wonderful, forgiving, and kind-hearted, and patient, and loving God. And Heavenly Father, I pray that, my brothers and sisters, that as we continue along this journey, that we walk out of the glory unto you for the furtherance of your kingdom. That we don't give up. That we don't lose hope. And that we are able to keep everything before you. That we can get better each step of the way. We can look in the mirror and we say, well, you know, I don't feel so good. I don't, I don't even think I look so good because, you know, I feel bad about what happened, about what I did. 
Jesus, Heavenly Father, I thank you that we can look in the mirror and we can say it. And I pray that each and every of my brothers and sisters can, can, can look at themselves and say, you know what? I did wrong. Lord, forgive me. Father, forgive me. I repent and I give myself unto you. And knowing that we have been forgiven, that we don't be so hard on ourselves and that we can look and say, you know what? I did make a mistake. I did do something wrong. I did sin. But I am farther along than what I was before. Each and every moment, each and every second, we're learning. And yes, we do things that are not right. But we can look and say, you know what? I'm farther along than what I was before. I'm growing. I'm strengthening in that of the Lord and Savior Christ Jesus. My Heavenly Father is with me. Oh my God. As we keep things before you, Father God, as we repent, oh God, for what we've done wrong and the sins that we've involved ourselves in. We're not doing it, oh God, that we can we 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 can say, oh, you know, we're still good. No, but to keep it before you, to confess it. So that we can learn and that we can be strengthened, that we can be purified and be better. So I pray that as this message comes forth today, that all those who will have the opportunity to listen, that it will bless you, it will bless you where you're at. Whether it's your business, whether it's your relationships with your family, your relationship with your co-workers, with your boss, whether it's your ministry, or even just fellowshipping with those who you are volunteering in ministry with, your fellow brothers and sisters. Because with the love of Christ and through the love of Christ, we can fellowship with one another. We can put things aside that we see that may bother us and be able to fellowship with them because we can see them as Christ sees them. And we can fellowship with them. We can work alongside with them to get things done, to get things completed so that the vision can be manifested. Heavenly Father, I thank you that right now that the carnal vision, oh Father God, the 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 the, the carnal, oh my God, the carnal glasses are, are coming off right now, and we're seeing each other with a spiritual discernment in that which Christ sees, and we're loving one another as that which Christ loves us, that we can fellowship with one another. And that we can serve alongside one another to complete that which has been envisioned unto us to do. So I thank you, Father, for your blessings. I thank you for the nourishing, oh, Father God, of this. In the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Amen.
love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. Blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you, falsely say all kinds of evil against you. Because of me, rejoice and be glad. Because great is your rewards in heaven. For in the same way they persecute the prophets who were before you. <laughs> My God. So it is no surprise that they will persecute you. But rejoice, people of God. Rejoice. And now you have heard that it will say it. Love your neighbor and hate your enemies. Mm -mm. Uh -uh, uh -uh. But I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. That you may be children of your father in heaven. He causes his son to rise on the evil and the good. And sends rain on the righteous and unrighteous. If you love those who love you, what reward will you get? Are not even the tax collectors doing that? And if you greet only your own people, what are you doing more than others? Do not even pagans do that? Be perfect, therefore, as your heavenly father is perfect. My God. People of God, we love most family and friends, even when they tend to get on our nerves and we have disagreements. But those disagreements or those aggravating nerve clinchers don't cause us to fall out of love with them. Although it may distance us, we still have love for them. And we may not show love the same to one as we still as we do towards another whether distant or close my God people of God oh my God that right there makes me think about some things that makes me think about some things because I can relate to that I can relate to that because, and I'm sure that everybody has somewhere in their family where there's that one person or persons that it seems like it's always hard to be around them. You love them. Oh my God, you love them. But it seems like it's just, it's something that just sometimes make it hard to be around them. Because it's either something they say or either something that they do. And you be like, I pray that they don't do this. I pray that they don't. I pray they don't say, I pray, I pray, I pray, I pray. And it's like you can almost sense it coming. You're like, oh, Lord, here we go. People of God. No matter how difficult it may be. No matter how uncomfortable it may seem to you. 
no matter how much you would rather be somewhere else. Show your love. Show your love. And at times, you may have to do that, you know, with a distance. But that's okay. Show your love. Do it in that of Christ, through Christ. Because see, you have to allow the love of Christ to dwell in you deeply and be projected outward. You have to because, see, you, you, you can't do everything in your flesh. You can't. Not when it comes to that because, see, the flesh is going to do what the flesh wants to do. Or at least it's going to try to. And when it comes to responding to somebody, if you're not allowing the spirit to flow and to govern, your flesh going to say some stuff. Your flesh going to do some things. So people of God, love one another in that and through that of Christ. Allow Christ to dwell. Christ is in you. You At least you confess, you profess that he is. So if you're professing that he is, then allow him to work in you and through you. Allow him. Don't say, well, you know, I no, I just had to tell her about her. No, you ain't had to. You didn't have to. You wanted to. There's ways to get a point across to someone and still do it and still do it in that in the love of Christ. It's a way to do it. The Holy Spirit will lay something on your heart to say to that person, and I bet you in the money that when you let that go, you you release it as the Holy Spirit gives it unto you to release. When it comes to that person, they perceive it. And receive it. It may not even seem like it at that time. They may even shine it on. But I bet you as time go by, they're going to back and they're gonna think about that. They're going to say, wow. And they're going to think about it. They're going to say, you know, he or she could have really went off on me. But they did. And they're going to think about what you said. Or they're going to think about what you did. And they're going it, to... It'll dawn on them. It may take more than one time. It may take more than two times. But people of God... The power of the Holy Spirit will begin to work on that person and break up that foul ground. Just got to let it work. You got to let it work. Amen. You got to let it work. (laughs) Although it may distance us, we still have love for them. And we may not show love the same to one as we do towards another, whether distant or close. And yes, there are those that we rather not have anything to do with at all. There there are those. You know who they are. You know who you are. Amen. But brothers and sisters, that is not walking in the discipleship of Christ. Hmm. That is not walking in the discipleship of Christ. Choosing to love only those who were close to or those who love us, but even more so, only those who we can receive something from. That's not the love of Christ, nor is that the behavior. Of a disciple of Christ. 
Now, I'm going to pause right there for a second. You know, my God. Because, see, I know some of you that are listening to this. You're going to be like, well, I don't know about all that right there, bro. You just don't know. You don't know my family. You don't know my friends. Or you don't know the ones I don't encounter. No, I don't. Specifically, no, I don't. You're right. But brothers and sisters, should it matter? Now, I know there's going to be those that we say, man, they're just too difficult. I can't. I just can't. Okay, those are the ones that you have to love from a distance. But does that mean you give up on them altogether? No, you pray. You pray for them. I don't want to get ahead of my nose, but I'm getting to that. You pray for them. Mm, my God. You pray for them. I know you remember that that's that's that scripture that part in the, in, the, in the, where Peter and you know says to the man that's sitting out there begging in front of the temple in the gate, you know, the gate called Beautiful. He's sitting there and he's begging and he's asking for money and Peter stopped and look at him. And he said, Look at me. And the, and, the, and the man looks at him as if he's going to receive something. And Peter says, silver and gold I do not have. But I have this. So he's saying, I have, I have Christ. I have the knowledge of Christ. I have the love. I have the healing powers of so, people of God, if you, if you, my God, if you walk out, journey out your, your life in that perspective, <laughs> you know, because I know how it is, you know, I, I mean, I don't know, some of you may be like, let me see my heart. I'd be like, man, I can't bless that person like they probably need to be blessed. But I can pray for them. So, if you're praying for somebody, if you're praying for somebody to be received of Christ, or if you say something nice and kind to them that it's laid on your heart to, to do, people of God, that's just as good as any monetary gift you could give them. Because you just gave them the blessings of Christ. You spoke healing, you spoke life. You gave them some encouragement, you showed some love. And that of what Christ would. So you you are doing the best that you can give at that time. And matter of fact, it, it, it's better than anything that you could possibly give them. But I know we don't think like that. You know, Paul, uh, Peter said to him, he said, silver and gold, I am not. Because, you know, he's thinking, I know that's what you probably want. But I don't have that. But what I do have is I have Christ. I have the knowledge. I have the healing powers. I have the strength of Christ. The love. We shot and grabbed the man. The man stood up and he, he he began to move his legs, the bones in his legs straightened up. 
to the point he was able to stand on his feet firmly, which he could not do. So people of God, how with those family members, with those friends, with those you encounter, you have to love them at a distance. Pray for them. Speak the love of God on them. Speak the blessings of heaven upon them. Amen. You know, rebuke whatever spirit or whatever demons that may be riding. You know, and you say, well, bro, I don't know if they got, you know, they you shouldn't say that. You don't know. No, I'm not speaking that on them. I'm just saying, rebuke. Speak good things. Speak positive things. Speak blessed things. And then ask the Lord to have a, you know, to, to send an angel to protect them, to govern over them from anything of evil that may be trying to bring harm to them. They may be trying to cause them to do all type of things that they otherwise would not do. Mm. Blessed be your Father God. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Mm. We as disciples of Christ, as descendants of the disciples of Christ, we, we must be mindful. And it's not easy. I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, you know what, we must be as Christ and we must love as Christ and, and make it seem like it's easy. It's not at all easy. That's why we must have an understanding of the love of Christ and to be able to allow that love of Christ to dwell in us and also be able to dwell outwardly from us so that we can do what it is that needs to be done. That we can love those who we otherwise wouldn't love. So that we can have compassion for those that we would normally turn our nose up at. And be like, I don't care about it. Nah. But as disciples of Christ, we can't do that, people of God. We can't do that. That's not the love of Christ. Nor is that the behavior of a disciple of Christ. Yes, it's not always easy to love everyone, for there are some who do things to aggravate us from having love for them. <laughs> they do. But you know what? Thank you, Holy Spirit. Some of the times, it's not their fault. I'd be the devil working. The spirits doing things. To keep you distant, to keep you un, you know, unified. Because the devil doesn't like unity. He doesn't like, you know, goodness. He doesn't like love. He doesn't like the blessfulness of that of Christ in heaven. So anything that's ununified. So people of God, you know, we must keep these things in mind. And sometimes, yes, we may have to just truly distance ourselves. We may, you know, not literally put our hand up in their face, but we must do things sometimes for our own benefit. Uh, we must distance ourselves from them and love them from a distance. We must do that even with those that we're close to. And we're close and showing love with them. There are things, we still must be watchful. We still must guard our hearts. People of God, Amen. Mm. 
change. But we must not let the behavior of those few, we must not let the behavior of those few cause us to walk out of love with so many. See, because that's what the devil wants. The devil wants us to walk out of love, period. He doesn't want us to walk in love. He doesn't want us to walk in unity, to dwell, to fellowship, to serve in unity. He doesn't want us to do that. So anything that he can do, anything he can bring forth uh, into manifestation to cause us to walk out of love, to cause us to walk, not unify, he's going to do that. Amen? You know, you plant one person, and that one person could cause chaos throughout the whole ministry, throughout the whole house. Amen? Throughout the whole body of Christ. You see, I find it easier to not look at what the person does or did, but to look at the person as Christ would and pray for them. And see, this is not an easy thing. I'm, I'm, you know, I don't. I know it may come across to you sounding easy the way I just said that, but it wasn't easy for me, and it has not been easy for me to do, and it's still not an easy thing because there are those moments where we tend to perceive a person, we tend to see a person in that with with that of our carnal vision. But we must allow the spirit to discern. We must allow the spirit to discern so that we can better fellowship. Amen. Because when we do that, then the Lord will show us. He will guide us in what to do to be able to fellowship with that person so that we can serve alongside that person or so that we can lead them to Christ or so that, that we can we can bless them or so that we can do whatever it is that is needing for us to be done. Amen. There is so much that cannot be done when we try to do things in that of the flesh. And that is the reason why we are not as knowledgeable as we should be because we're, we're, we're always trying to look at things through that of the understanding of the flesh. We must understand that some things are beyond that. And we must allow ourselves to see things in that of the spirit through that of discerning of the spirit. Open heart, open mind. You see, like I said, I find it easier to not look at what the person does or did, but to look at the person as Christ would and pray for them. Then pray for me. You see what I'm saying? When I pray for them, I pray for myself. Or I pray for myself, then I pray for them. I say, you know, God help me to be able to see them as you see them. Help me to be able to look beyond what I see in the carnalness of my vision so that I can look beyond that which is blocking, which is hindering me from fellowshipping with this person, from serving alongside this person, or from being a blessing unto this person, or whatever it is. You know, so that's why I say, you know, I pray for them 
uh, and then I pray for me that I may have the discernment to see them as Christ does and the guidance to fellowship with them as such. And no, it's not easy, but seeking to love them through Christ can make it a little less harder. People of God. Yes, Father God. Okay, uh, my brothers and sisters, we are at that uh, moment in that time in the show where uh, we're going to bring forth our spiritual food for thought is that time. Um, my God, I pray that thus far that everybody has uh, been blessed by the message that's come forth today and that um, we have an understanding, you know, that you're perceived, that you receive, you discern and that you're able to walk in it now. Amen. Um, knowing that, yeah, it's not going to be easy, but at the same time, you know that Christ is there with you and he will help you through. Amen. Uh, spiritual food for thought this week. You have heard that it was said, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. Once again, spiritual food for thought. You have heard that it was said, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. You see, we must learn uh, to love everybody. And it's not easy. You know, I, I've talked on this. I've spoken on this so many times uh, through previous messages even in when I've done the, 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 the devotional blogs, you know, and posting those daily, um, I've spoken on it and, you know, in, in content of those as well. And, and in speaking on it, I'm learning myself. So, you know, that's just, this is not something that I'm bringing to you and I'm sitting out my wife and saying, yeah, you know, I, I, I got this down pat, you know, y'all need to get this down pat. No, it's not easy. And I feel that with each encounter, Amen. With each encounter, there's learning to be had because you're not going to always encounter the same thing twice. You may and you may not, but the chance of that is likely, it's unlikely. Um, that's why it's always best to pray. You know, when you when you see conflict or when you see that, oh man. This is like this is gonna be difficult dealing with this person right here. I, I can you know you can sense it. You can sense it, and you say, okay, you know, I know, you know, I'm just not something just not right. So this is what I'm gonna do. Before I go any further in fellowshipping with this person, um, not saying that you're gonna to totally avoid them, because that within the shelf will show some some size and now you're showing something but 
pray. You know, pray before you know the next time that you're going to be in the presence of that person or persons. And just pray. And don't try too hard. You know, sometimes we can try so hard till it'll come across fake. It'll come across phony. And they're going to talk about you. You know what I'm saying? And, 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 and the devil will work on that. The devil will work on that. He, he, he will take that and run with it. Okay? So, we must have an understanding to not allow um, self to get in the way. We got to take self out of the equation and allow Christ, the presence of Christ, the love of Christ to not just dwell in us deeply, but also to be projected outwardly from us unto others around us. Um, prayer and guidance will help us in a lot of situations, will help get us through a lot of situations. Um, people of God, we're in a time right now to where we should not be ununified. But we are. You know, you hear so many people saying, you hear people post and say, you know, we as a people, that's our problem. We don't, we don't, we don't come together. We always backstab. We always figuring out a way to get above this person and do this to that person and this and that. There's truth to that. There's some truth to that. Um, there's some truth to that. And, you know, we... I try not to talk about this subject um, in that of my podcast and even in that of my blogging. Um, but it, you know, if I'm led to say something, then I'll say something. But I try not to you know, speak on the subject because, you know, we, we talk so much about cultures. And we talk about, you know, or we'll say things like, you know, us as a people, or we should do this and we should do that. People of God. We're all God's children. I don't care what color you are. White, brown, green, purple, blue. You can be Mars yellow. <laughs> you know, you, you, you're, you're God's child. And... I know that there are those who don't believe. I know that we have some non-believers. And there are those who, oh, you know, there is no God, you know, uh, this and there, that and that, this, you know, you know, that's, you know, that's, that's, you know, that's a conspiracy. That's something that's been put on us and this and that. I'm not going to even get into that. I really am not. Um, and that's all I'm going to say on that. But I will say this. You have a purpose. You have been given gift. You have been shown a vision. The knowledge of that of your gift has been bestowed and been revealed unto you. And that strength of that gift has not just been revealed to you, but it's, it's showing you how to use it. It's there. 
and it goes hand in hand with that of the vision, the assignment given unto you to carry out. Take some time and sit and think about what it is that you're loving to do that you just get such a gratification out of doing it. And every time you do it, you just feel so uh, so much satisfaction. You feel so, you know, filled. And doing it. And no matter how tired you get, you, you'll be right back up doing it again the next day. And yeah, there's moments, there's some things that associate with that that may not you know you'd be like oh man i don't really you don't care for it but the core of it the core of it brothers and sisters oh how it delights you and you're content in doing that god is calling you for that you know he is because it's been on your heart he's giving you vision he has spoken it to you, whether directly, indirectly. And he's waiting for you. Now, when it comes to the message that I've just brought forth and presented unto you today, I want you to keep in mind everything that I said. Go back and read in those, you know, read those scriptures, uh, some or all parts were quoted from Matthews 5, 11 through 12, 43 through 28, and that's in NIV. Once again, some or all parts of today's message was quoted from Matthews 5, 11 through 12, 43 through 48, and that's the NIV version. Read that. People of God, this is a time for unification right now. We must be unified. And I know everybody said, man, I ain't stunned by any people. I'm going to do for me. It's me. It's me. I'm not saying don't do for you. But what I'm saying, even if you got to love that person at a distance, you still pray for them. That's a commandment. Pray ye one for another. That's a commandment. So no matter what that person says or do, pray for them. No matter how they say stuff to persecute you, to run your name through the mud, pray for them still. Lift them up before God. What did Christ say before you hung his head? He said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. He didn't say, okay, uh, Dad, go ahead and rain down on them. <laughs> Make it happen. He didn't say that. You know what I'm saying? Take him out. He didn't say that. You know, he said, I'm out of here now, so you know, go ahead and rain down on him. Take him out. He didn't say that. He said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. He's asking the Heavenly Father, he's asking our God, he's asking his Father to have mercy on them. The very ones who persecute, the very ones who killed him. <laughs> if that is not love, People of God, that's how we must be sometimes. Don't matter how somebody hurt us. And it's going to hurt. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that we should ignore that. But what I'm saying is that don't get yourself so caught up in it. 
Well, you know, they just hurt me too bad. I can't. I'm sorry. I can't handle love for them right now. Okay. So. You saying because of what they did to you that hurt you so deeply that you can't handle love for them. Okay. What if Christ said the same thing about what you've done? Matter of fact, what if he said the same thing about what you just did last night or what you just did this morning or what you just did a minute ago? You know what, daughter or son, you just hurt me so bad. I ain't, I ain't got no love for you right now. <laughs> Deuce. What would you do? So that's the same thing. You, that, I mean, that's the same thing. Come on, people of God. You won't want Christ to walk away from you. You won't want Christ to, to, to intercede for you. To personally take your prayer or petition and bring it personally, caringly, lovingly before thy heavenly father and say, Father, I know that she has done this, but she petitions you with her heart. And I stand here before you as a, as a witness, as a mediator on her or on his behalf. People of God, do you honestly want that to be known and void? Do you really want Christ to not have anything to do with the petitions that you send to God? Do you really not want him to be a mediator between you and the Heavenly Father to, to petition on your behalf, to plea on your behalf? Really? Mm, my God, that's what she's on my side. My God. Sometimes we don't know what to pray for someone that has hurt us. Sometimes we just can't bring the words up because they've hurt us so deeply. They really just, they've done a number on us. And it's hard to pray for them. I understand. I've been there. But I know that in order for me to move on, in order for me to grow, in order for me to be purified of what has happened to me, amen, I have to forgive them and pray for them. And lift them up before the Father. Because you see, it's not always for them. It's for me as well. Because that's going to purify me. That's going to cleanse me. Because in praying for them, I, I'm accepting that I have forgiven them. Because you can't truly pray for somebody if you have not forgiven them. You say, well, you know, I'm going to pray for them, but I, ain't, I don't forgive them. How that going to work, man? Come on. You might want well to even pray then. Really? <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, my God. That'll mess it up. I'm coming close to my time, you know, um, to go ahead and close. But I, I, I just, people of God, I just pray that this is something that we can get and that we can really incorporate it and really uh, learn it so that as we continue along our, our journey, as we 
continue to walk out our ministry callings and we, you know, we dwell in that of our ministry territory, you know, to, to complete the assignments that have been given unto us. Um, that we can do this because it's going to help us. It's going to help us. And I know it's not easy. It's not easy. It's not easy. Um, I'm not a preacher. I'm not a pastor. I'm not an apostle or a bishop. I'm not even a deacon. So the weight of the congregation. I do not have upon me. In that manner. Amen. But I have seen and I have sensed the pain that my bishop has. I have sensed the load that is upon him of that of the congregation and of that beyond the congregation. I've seen it in his eyes. I've, I've sensed it on him. And it's in that time that when you try to do whatever you can to lighten that load for him, you try to do whatever you can to help that person. You know, because, you know, you may not be able to do much because you're not them. But you try to do what you can. Whatever it is that you see that you have been called, you have been given an assignment to fit, do the best you can in that. Because everything that you're doing is helping that person. Amen. You're doing it in love. You know, with love, in love, projecting love. I think that's one of the hardest things for us when we're serving. It's to serve in love, with love. Because we can say, oh, you know, yeah, I serve in love. Okay. You serve in love, but when a person rub you the wrong way, you know, do you feel like a dog just got a tail snatched? What do you? Oh, my shadow, little shadow. You know, I can just, all I can think of is just my days serving. As the leader of sound and media ministry, and trying to build those ministries and trying to do the right thing, and 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 continue to walk with honor and give honor unto that of my man of God, my woman of God, and to be respectful and give honor unto those who I serve alongside and fellowship with. Um, it's not easy. It's not easy. And I know it's not easy for them. I know, you know, there's times when it's been really hard for them. So, people of God, I just pray that this message really helps. I just pray that the words that I brought forth, uh, it helps. You know, at least it will allow you to take a moment and step back and say, okay, God, I, I feel this. Show me what I need to do. Help me to be that person that not only does Christ dwell, the love of Christ dwells in me, but it can project outwardly for me. 
And then you can say, I love my enemies. And I even pray for those who persecute me. For as the title says of this message, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. To receive more encouragement throughout the week, visit us on Facebook and you can look for us as Encouragement Daily Blog. Or also on Instagram as Encouragement Daily Blog. Along with those two platforms, you can find me also on Timber as Encouragement Daily Blog. The platform on which our podcast is brought unto you from anchor.fm and you can search for us as encouragement daily podcast log on to anchor.fm look us up subscribe so that you could be notified of all the new episodes that are released so that you can be received at all times of the encouragement from God's word. We deal with a lot of things daily, people of God. There's much that is put upon us. There's much that we face. There's many challenges. We need that encouragement. Every little bit helps. And encouragement is more than just me patting you on the back and say, hey, everything going to be okay. You need that deep, true knowledge of encouragement. And that's what the word of God is. So people of God, thank you for tuning in this week. May the rest of your day be blessed. May you continue to walk in good health. Continue to be safe. Doing those things that will allow you to be such. And allow those around you to be the same. I pray that whatever it is God has called for for you to do. That you're walking in it in the blessfulness of God's kingdom. And that the, the love of Christ is dwelling in you so deeply. That you're projecting all the blessful and richness of that of his love unto others. I thank you for your time. God bless you. And have a wonderful and blessful rest of the week.